Hello, and welcome to Southwest Ohio Full Court Press. This is Tony Peters coming at you, and we are back. Uh, after a brief three-month recess, we are finally back at the podcast. A lot has happened in three months. Um, we had the completion of the state tournament, which concluded with two local teams, Centerville and Botkins, winning state titles. Seth and I put on uh, the Miami Valley All-Conference Challenge, which is a big reason why you haven't heard from us in those three months, is that was a successful event that we put on to give a lot of prospects an opportunity to play in front of 40 college coaches. It was a successful event, and we're happy uh, with how it went, and obviously even happier that Cole Todd, Waynesville guard, ended up getting an offer from Miami Hamilton as a result of the event. There's a lot to be excited about. Uh, there's a lot of upcoming things that we're planning as well, including another fall event, uh, as well as the Route 33 Challenge, which we'll be bringing to Southeast Ohio, um, an event that took place last year that yours truly hosted, that we'll be taking on uh, together to tackle this year. So there's a lot of stuff upcoming, but the reason that we got here, the reason that we've gotten on the radar here in Dayton has been this podcast. So we've decided to go ahead and bring that back and, and kind of bring some new episodes for you. The original plan was to bring some AAU coverage. That's just kind of fallen through. To be honest, there's a lot with AAU. Teams change weekly. It's hard to keep track of who plays when, whatnot. It just made more sense to not necessarily make entire segments as a result of it. So what we're going to do is focus more on the players, which is what got us here in the beginning. So I'm very happy that we're going to be bringing back the podcast with an episode interviewing a very uh, well-known player in the Dayton area. Many of you have heard of his name. He's from Tri-Village High School in New Madison, Ohio, Northwest Ohio. Uh, he's a member of a team that just had one of the best seasons you can probably remember in recent history and part of a Tri-Village basketball team that had an undefeated regular season. His name is Lane Sarver, and uh, he took some time to talk with me today. So uh, we will be right back, and when we come back, we'll have our interview with Lane. All right, we now have on the phone Lane Sarver from Tri-Village. He is a 2022 prospect, multi-sport athlete for the Patriots. Lane, thanks for uh, coming in today and talking with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so obviously we're a basketball podcast, um, but – I feel like with you, we have to talk a little bit about, I know you are a multi-sport athlete. So the first thing I kind of want to talk about with you is your football career. Um, obviously, you're the starting quarterback for for Tri-Village. Talk to us a little bit about this past regular season. I mean, you guys had an undefeated regular season. Um, talk a little bit about how the year went and, and kind of what your expectations were going into the season and just kind of how it ended up going. Yeah, so my freshman year, well, football started for us probably like eight years ago or something. And my freshman year was a bad year for us. We went three and seven. And then my sophomore year, we went five and five. And then we we started a bunch of young kids. So last year, all of us young kids moved up and we were all the older kids. So we knew we were going to go in the season with something. And then our first couple of games, we were winning by – 40 points or something so we knew we had something special with that and it was just a big turnaround for us my uh, we went undefeated in the regular season we had a bye our first week in the playoffs we won our second weeks and then our third week of the playoffs we lost by i think a point or something so it was a big turnaround for our whole program honestly really fun to be a part of it 
Yeah, absolutely. Tri-Village has never really been known necessarily for football. It's been more about the basketball. So to see you guys have the success you had was definitely fun to watch. I'm sure not just for a casual fan, but just anyone that really follows high school football in the area. Um, and I mean, you guys beat Fort Lormie as well during the regular season. I think that was like a shootout. You guys put like 60 points on them. I mean, what was that like? Because Lormie's one of the better football programs in Division 7 in the local area. Yeah, I was one of the craziest games I've ever I've been a part of. Um, the previous years we played them, they've just murdered us. Like, game would be over within the first couple minutes, and it's just they're putting their JV kids in before halftime, and their JV kids are still beating us. And then this year, everybody thought we were still the big underdogs, and we had no chance at all. And then our I think it was our third play or something, our running back ran for like a 60-yard touchdown. And right then, our we knew we had faith the whole week of it. And in that play right there, just really put out a statement to them to show them that we can actually still play with them now this year. Yeah, absolutely. That had to be a, a great feeling. And and even though you guys didn't necessarily get a deep postseason run, the fact that you're only uh, – I think it's only five years. I know you said eight. I, I, I had read it was five. I could be wrong, but you're still yeah, a relatively, something like, something like that. relatively young program. I mean, that's got to be a lot of momentum as you go into next year – you know, beating a program like Fort Loramie, I'm assuming you guys have quite a bit of talent coming back. Um, I, another thing I'm kind of curious about with you're the quarterback, what style of play do you guys play with? Because obviously, you know, we're just a basketball outlet. We don't necessarily cover the football side. But like what what type of style of play do you play on the football field? We're, we're, we're a spread offense. We have just we have a bunch of just pure athletes. Um, I have two receivers that are six four six five and real big and athletic and strong uh running back is really fast he's probably one of the fastest in the whole league and our coach just puts up really good game plans every week and good plays that take money shots and we just have a shootout the whole entire game see how many yards we can put up <laughs> that sounds like big 12 football to me <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> Absolutely. Well, another thing, you know, a lot of people I'm sure are curious about with you being an actual uh, competitor this past year was obviously every program was affected by COVID. Um, obviously, a lot of schools were fortunate and lucky they didn't have any sort of outbreaks in the school. But regardless, we only had a six game season. Uh, unlike past years, everybody made the playoffs that wanted to versus just the top eight in the regions. Um, just kind of talk to us about what that was like being a football player going through a, a shortened season with COVID and really did it affect you guys at all? Or did you guys have any sort of issues with it within Tri Village's program? Um, we never really had any problems with it. It just, it, uh, during the summer, it kind of hurt us a lot because we couldn't do any seven on sevens or anything. Our, um, our list got shortened. They had to be, we couldn't have as many people in the weight room and everything. And, um, uh, one of the biggest things wasn't really like a huge problem, but uh, not having as many fans as what we usually were used to. But our school did a good job of um, like providing extra bleachers so our capacity could go up, so we could get more tickets. But we, our fans are definitely still filling up our stadium. It was it was a little bit different, but it wasn't a huge difference compared to what I'm sure some people had. Yeah, I'm sure. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit later here in this episode about the, the, the culture and the community because 
that's one thing I've always loved about the, the small schools here in, in Dayton and just anywhere in the state is these small towns and small D4 schools. They may not have the athletes every year, but but man, does do they have the community support? And, you know, if we hadn't had a the restrictions in football or basketball, I'm sure every Tri-Village game would have been packed, you know, beyond capacity, if we're being honest. Um, yeah. It's just unfortunate that COVID obviously did that to us. Yeah, for basketball especially, we had after Sykes first left, we had a really rough, really rough couple of years, and then when he finally comes back and we start winning a lot, and then COVID hit, and we fans couldn't come in as much as we were used to. And we finally had a winning season for the basketball again and, and for football because the first couple of years we were terrible, couldn't compete with about anybody, and then. This year, we're finally good and start beating everybody. Couldn't have as many people as we would like in there. Right, right. So one last thing I want to talk about with football. Again, we don't really follow it as much on this podcast, but, you know, kind of talk to us about what your expectations are going into next year. You know, do you guys have a lot of guys coming back? I know you mentioned you got two really athletic receivers. I'm assuming both those guys will be back. What's just kind of your expectation as you guys go into the summer preparing for next fall? Uh, we should definitely be way better than what we were last year. Uh, we lost a couple of really big leaders that were for us. Uh, Dylan Finkbine, he was a really good D-tackle, D-in for us. Um, Devin Swick, he was another good athlete for us, but all those guys will be replaced by younger kids. They're finally getting older now, too. Um, we mainly get all of our like big impact players back, and we all just get more experienced, stronger, getting better at what we're doing. That's great stuff. I know we will, you know, Seth and I. I think I speak for both of us when I say we'll definitely be excited to see what Tri Village brings on the football field. If it's anything like this past basketball season, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. So on that note, uh, again, we are a basketball podcast. I don't want to uh, get too lost in the football stuff, but obviously you're a really good basketball player, which is part of the reason why you're on this podcast today. So let's talk a little bit about basketball, shall we? Um, Try Village basketball this past year. Man, uh, you kind of talked about a little bit. You guys had an undefeated regular season, uh, cross-county conference championship, undefeated, untouched during that. Really, it looked like almost every team you played in the conference this year, you guys ran through. You guys won a district championship uh, first and since 2017. The team you guys end up beating, New Miami, ended up being – they were a team that had been to the district finals two straight years, been beaten by Dayton teams. A lot of people thought, you know, before they saw you would be their opponent, thought they would be able to make it this year. Um, we'll talk about the, the regional here in a minute, but – just from regular season up to the district championship, just talk about this, that, how that season went, man. I mean, that had to be something special going undefeated and just having the year you guys did. Yeah, it was, it was definitely something to be fun to be a part of. Uh, my freshman and sophomore year was really bad years for us and before that too. And then when Sachs came back, it just really turned around for us. Um, he had us in the summer for four or five days a week because with COVID, they, there wasn't a limit on how much limit on how much we could practice. So he had us in there almost every day for multiple hours. And he was he's a really great coach, pushes us all really hard. Um, he, he really really knows what he's doing. 
Uh, every week we had different game plans for who we were playing, different matchups, different things we were going to do, things we were going to fix, fix. And with all that, we were we started two soft, two juniors and three sophomores. We had zero seniors on our team, so it was all kind of a learning year for us too. Again, and we get everybody back again this year for it. Yeah, and and we'll talk a little bit shortly about kind of the the, the future, but. I mean, you, yeah, this year was something fun. For media, it was fun to cover you guys. I mean, uh, obviously the Cedarville game in the regional didn't go your way, but one could look at it and say because of your youth, because you didn't have any seniors, that might have been kind of what happened with you guys or why it ended up falling through. I mean, Cedarville had four starters that were seniors. Uh, they had kind of dropped earlier than they wanted to the year prior, so – you knew they were hungry. They they had that experience, but ultimately, I think anyone that watched that game would agree that you guys were uh, still, regardless even that you lost, still without a doubt one of the best teams in Southwest Ohio last year. Um, talking about the cross county conference specifically, I mean, kind of talk me through. Really, this this was the last year of the cross county conference. Obviously, um, it's it's kind of breaking apart. Uh, you guys will be going to the Western Ohio Athletic Conference next year with a couple other of the cross county conference teams. But you know, talk a little bit about was it did it feel kind of weird knowing that some of these teams, like I know Miami East went to a different conference, knowing some of these teams, you guys aren't going to be conference foes with anymore after this year. Well, I didn't really feel any different with us. Um, we mainly, we're, uh, I think, we only like got rid of Miami East and Bethel. Okay. Everyone else is coming with us, and then we're adding Prevoshani and Dixie to our new conference. So it's not really a huge difference from this year to last year now. Okay. Okay. No, that makes sense. Yeah, Miami East, I think, was right behind you, if I remember correctly. They were second or third uh, in the conference last year, so I'm sure you guys will be happy. They, they were just like you, a very young team as well. I'm sure you guys will be happy. You don't have to worry about them sneaking up on you. Yeah. Well, the other thing I want to point out with the team for, for our um, our listeners as well, uh, with Tri-Village, again, undefeated regular season, they were the number one ranked team in the Associated Press poll at the end of the year. Uh, again, just a great accomplishment, Lane, to you and your teammates. Um, you as an individual player, though, uh, you definitely had quite a special year. Uh, you were Division Four Southwest District Player of the Year. You were a first-team All-State in Division Four. Uh, you put up 23 points a game. Talk about talk a little bit about uh, your individual accomplishments and just kind of how it felt to be named the Player of the Year in both the Southwest District and then to be a first team All State selection. It was definitely a, a great experience. Uh, God's blessed me with a, a bunch of athletic abilities. I have great coaches um, pushing me really hard. I, I have an older brother and sister that played at college. So they were always helping me and teaching me and showing me what to do. Um, great competition uh, or practices. Our JV team, they were undefeated too. Uh, they were always really hard against us. Just a bunch of great people to be around. Uh, people that want us to get better and work harder against each other, compete with each other. Yeah, absolutely. When you got physical players like Justin Finkbine and, and Josh Scantlin going against you in practice – uh, I'm sure that def I'm sure you guys got into a couple battles uh, working on shell drill or, or rebounding box out drills. Those kids are th those guys are tough for sure. Yeah, definitely. There's a bunch of tough kids that want to get better. 
Absolutely. Um, one specific moment I want to talk to you about as well was back in January. Uh, you're only a junior and you have already eclipsed a thousand points in your career or in January you eclipsed a thousand points. Talk about that. Just talk about that, that feeling of when you hit that mark, uh, you know, being there with your family, teammates, just kind of talk about that moment. It was definitely something uh, I looked forward to a lot. Something that was fun to accomplish. My brother and sister both scored a thousand. My sister scored two thousand actually. So I was kind of following her footsteps, and almost felt like I had to. It was a big accomplishment, and uh, hopefully this year I can break the all-time leading score for Tigers. And what is that record? If you don't, do you know it off the top of your head? Uh, I'm not sure, but I think I'm like. Less than a hundred away from it. Okay. Okay. So do you, what goals do you have uh, for yourself for next year? Uh, you mentioned that one of your, your sister was a 2000 point score. Um, is that a goal of yours or just kind of what do you, what are some of your goals to, to better yourself going into next year? Um, I don't really care about how many I scored. Kind of play the game, just let the, Always come to me as the game goes, just try and be my best up for the team and try and do what's right for us to win the games. I love that. I love that. Um, let's talk a little bit now. You know, you kind of mentioned Coach Sagister came back, and, and yeah, again, that was the last time he was the coach before this year. Uh, Tri-Village had won a district title in 2017. You kind of mentioned it already that the program kind of hit some speed bumps. Uh, those three years that he was gone, struggled a lot. Um, he does. Then he takes over again. You get an undefeated season. What was the biggest change you saw, or what was the biggest amount of growth that you saw from the moment you stepped foot at Tri Village a couple years ago to up to this point? What growth have you seen that's really benefited this program? Um, he's he takes everything very seriously. He has a strict plan for every single thing we do. Um, he, he just really knows what he's doing. He puts us all in the best positions for ourselves and for the team. And he just knows what all of us are capable of doing. And just He always has a great game plan for everything. And he always makes sure that we're all really well coached. He, we work a lot on our skill development. Everybody can pass, cheat, and dribble. Um, he's just a really smart guy. just knows what he's doing about everything. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure that the, the organization and discipline comes with him being the superintendent of the school district as well. Yeah, he, he's, he's really good at everything. He just knows what he's doing. He's a really smart guy. Well, it helps that he has a really good group of guys. And I mean, you kind of prefaced it already as well. You've got five starters, all five coming back from last year. Uh, kind of mentioned Finkbein and, and Scantlin as well as yourself. You guys got two really good guards as well and Dalton DeLong and Wilson Suggs. Uh, talk about what kind of a bond do you guys have um, and, and kind of how do you use that to really help with, you, with your camaraderie with one another? We all have really good bonds. Uh, we just really love each other. We all want, want to see the best from each other. We, uh Always lay everything we have for each other on the court, even off the uh, off the court and stuff. We just always hanging out together, always doing fun stuff together. We just love being around each other and competing. 
and see more stuff goes from there. Absolutely. And I mean, again, when you watch this Tri Village team, if for any of our viewers that didn't get a chance to watch this team play this year, uh, you could just tell by how they played team defense, offense that you can tell when you watch a team when there's, you know, they're they're working together and then there's that bond. And you could definitely see that with this group, which is why I wanted to kind of know what your thoughts were on that lane. And and obviously you guys have a I don't want to say a big challenge ahead going to the Western Ohio Athletic Conference, because like you said, a lot of, of the cross county conference teams minus a few are coming with you. And arguably you guys are bringing back uh, the most talent when you look at all that. But you did mention you add Dixie and Preble Shawnee, and I did want to talk to you about Preble Shawnee because with the Arrows, they bring their sophomore, Mason Shrout, who is arguably one of the best uh, 2024 prospects, if not in Dayton, definitely in the state of Ohio. Um, do you feel any sort of pressure that it's probably going to be you and Mason are going to be those top two players uh, in the conference this year? you feel any pressure that you kind of have to almost take your st- your game up a level to – to keep ahead of him or do you guys feel any sort of pressure bringing them in and knowing that he's a special talent that you guys are going to now have to face to win a conference title? No, not really. We're just a bunch of humble kids. Um, we don't really try and think of anything outside of what we're doing within ourselves. Um, our, our defense is really good. We have good team plans for everything. Uh, Don DeLong is a great on-ball defender, so I think he'll be able to Get something for Mason, make him work hard for his points. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are some – I kind of talked about your individual goals for next year. What What are kind of your expectations for the team going into next year? Definitely try and go undefeated again, make it the state, and, um, improve on what we've done before, try and get ourselves all better, see where it goes from there. 100%. I mean, some people some people would probably argue it'll be you guys and Richmond Heights will be two of the heavy favorites to start the year off. Obviously, Richmond Heights falling to Botkins back in the uh, state semifinals this past year. They got a West Virginia signee, Josiah Harris. Uh, very good team. But again, when you got a, a program like Tri-Village that's got the history, uh, five starters coming back from an undefeated regular season, you have to look at this team and, and know they're going to be special next year. So again, I can speak for Seth and I when I say I'm definitely going to be excited to see what next year brings for you guys. Um, So that's obviously in the future. Let's talk about spring. So uh, like most high school basketball athletes, Lane, you do play AAU. Uh, You're playing with the Mid-Ohio Pumas. Uh, They are a Adidas Gold team. Um, Kind of talk about how's the season gone so far for you with the Pumas. Um, It's been fun. uh, Luke Dinbo, I played with him with King Flight last year. Mm -hmm. Me and him both came to this team. So we kind of knew each other before. Um, all the other guys are really great guys, too. We uh, all have really good connections with each other. Love playing basketball. Um, love going to tournaments with each other. We all just we all get, get along really well and just love competing against other really good teams. Well, we'll talk about here shortly. You guys are on that Adidas gold gauntlet, and that is a that is not an easy uh, – field and we'll talk a little bit too about run and slam you guys were out there and in fort wayne and um i do want to talk to you about amani bates and playing against his team but we'll get there um shortly before we get to that again kind of like an individual acknowledgement you did pick up an offer from cedarville which was great um strong program here and just in, in the local area 
obviously one would assume there's going to be more to come. Uh, what other schools have you been in contact with? And have you gotten any other offers besides Cedarville uh, since that offers come through? No, that's, that's the only offer I've gotten. Um, I think it was probably about a month, a less than a month ago or something. They came to, I think it was our first, first or second tournament. And that's when they offered me, but my brother and sister both went there too. So we already had previous connections and friendships with them all up there. So I've been, I've been around them for a really long time. They've been following me for a while. And then after our last game, for our, it was our first or second tournament, they came up to me. We had good conversation. They offered me right there. Yeah, that's great. I mean, like like I said, it's it's no surprise uh, when again when you're a first team All State uh, performer and you put over 20 points a game, uh, you're going to definitely attract attention from colleges. So it's no surprise that Cedarville definitely um, offered you, and and I'm sure I'm sure there's other programs as well that you've had conversations with as well. Yeah, yeah, I've had. There's been a couple others like Finley, Ashland, just a couple of other local D2 schools been in contact with me. Okay, okay. Trying to see what we've been up to. Absolutely. Well, so that's what the Pumas. You kind of prefaced it. Obviously, before you came to the Pumas, you were part of uh, Chris Wright's AAU program, Team Flight. Um, that's actually that was the first time I saw you in game action with Team Flight back in July of last year. And you were on a team that you mentioned Luke Denbo, you had Tom House, you had Makai Elmore. I mean, you had a pretty good team. Uh, James Cammon as well was another member of that team. Uh, you know, what is the biggest difference you've seen going from that team flight team that played on the prep hoop circuit? And although they were competitive, they obviously weren't on a shoe circuit to now you're with the Pumas where really every game's a battle. You haven't even started playing um, Adidas circuit yet. They start that in July. What's been the biggest difference you've seen going from flight to the Pumas, though? Um, probably the competition to play against. With flight, we were we were a really good team, and we always had really good, good games. But every once in a while, we would just play some really bad teams and just destroy them. And with this Adidas gold, Team, we every team we play is just a high level team and it's very competitive every single play. Absolutely, and I mean that's that's what you want though. Obviously, you want to be playing against the best competition. That's how you get seen. Uh, this summer has been a crazy year. Uh, obviously, it's been a dead period up until June first is when that dead period will be lifted. Once we get to June and July, you're going to see a lot of college coaches out. Uh, you want to be playing against the best competition at the right time. So, you know, obviously uh, no knock team flight. They're a great program, but the Pumas definitely do. Uh, when you look at their schedule, they put you in a lot of positions to play uh, against some very, very, very high level talent. Yes, for sure. So speaking of that, um, obviously at run and slam, that was, uh, it's, an, it's not really a circuit event, but you saw, you had you guys there. You have all Ohio Red was there. You had Ohio Basketball Club, Indy Heat, uh, C2K Elite, Nova Village. I can go on with all the programs that were there. It was a big event. You guys got tasked with playing in your first game uh, against Bates Fundamentals, which for our listeners that maybe aren't familiar with it, uh, that is the home of Amani Bates, who is ESPN's number one prospect in the class of 2022. 
Uh, he was committed to Michigan State, decommitted right before the event, which I'm sure uh, had a lot of buzz going on Fort Wayne as a result. Did he play in that game, first of all? Because I had heard conflicting reports that he did and didn't play. No, he did not. He did not. Okay. Well, that was going to take away my first half of my question. So I'll still ask my second half, which was that's still an EYBL team. Um, is that been the toughest team you guys have faced? If not, what matchups have you personally had to face or go up against or guys you've had to go up against this AAU season that have really uh, – I don't want to say it's been a challenge, but it's definitely given you a battle. Yeah, the, the base team, they were they were really good. They had a – their whole roster was just loaded with a bunch of giant big kids. They're really good athletes. And that game, when we got there, our, our court was just packed with fans and cameras and people that wanted to watch. And I was really looking forward to playing against Imani and seeing what he was actually like, so it was kind of a big disappointment that he was there. But their team was still really good. And at halftime, we were up one, and then – they, they started coming back, and then I think we ended up losing by like five or ten or something. So that was still a really good game. It's a great competition. Absolutely. Um, so that that's the AAU. So uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to finish up the interview with Lane. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the other half of his spring. Obviously, he's uh, an AAU, AAU guy, but he also does – um track and field as well so we'll talk about that as well and then just a couple last minute little bit tidbits about him to get to know him so uh stick around with us we'll be right back all right we are back with lane sarver from tri-village high school uh we've already talked a lot about uh, the football season as well as kind of what he went through with aau in the successful year at tri-village so we're going to finish up this interview uh first by Talking about, again, he is a multi-sport athlete, and with being a multi-sport athlete, he's done a lot this spring. Besides just playing AAU lane, you've been uh, part of Tri-Village's track and field team. I have not been able to cover that as much or follow it as much, so just kind of talk a little bit about how this year has gone with track and field, and you guys are in the districts, I believe, so kind of how you did in, at your district meet this this past week. Um, our, we have a really good, like, four kids that are good athletes. Um, our four by one team is really good. And our four by four team, we both qualified, and both of them we qualified for district finals. And then me and Josh Scantlin are in the district finals for high jump as well. <clears throat> and then my freshman year for track, I did high jump, and uh, I got ninth in the state. So that was something fun to be a part of. And then last year, we unfortunately couldn't have it. And then this year we're gonna have it again, and I'm I'm already sitting like top five or something for the whole state and hygiene, which is really exciting. Um, our four by one team, we have we're running like 45 seconds, which should definitely get us really close to state. Which is something fun too. Absolutely. Do you find it a, a trouble, or do you have? How do you balance doing track and, and being obviously a, a, a star on the track and field uh, with being obviously basketball is, is big in your life? And, I mean, you've got an offer uh, to play collegiately. How do you balance doing that for your school and then repping your club as well? Um, I kind of like uh, – track kind of just like a second-hand thing. 
Um, I, I can't even go to our practices because I have so much with football and basketball. I just I only show up to meets. Um, so I kind of just my mom kind of made me do it. <laughs> she's a she's a girls track coach, so she just really pushed me to want to do track. Wasn't something I really intended on doing, but she just kind of pushed me into doing it. And then I just got some other buddies to do it too. And we've actually been really successful this year in some of our events, which has been fun. Well, I'm sure Tri Village is, as a whole is thanking your mom for having you be a high jumper for sure. <laughs> I'm sure because uh, if you're if you're top five in in the state and you're not even able to attend the practices, wow, that says a lot about your athleticism and just pure ability. So um, obviously. You know, best of luck the rest of the year. Um, again, we were talking before we got on here. You had districts this past week, you got regionals coming up, and then hopefully, ultimately, uh, the state meet where you'll be able to compete. Um, so, best of luck to you as you continue that journey these next couple of weeks. Thank you. Uh, so, last thing we'll, we'll do um, a couple more questions for you, Lane. It's it's really a lot of them are basketball related, but it's just kind of to get to know you a little more and just kind of your your personality and et cetera. Um, so, first of all, I'm I'm definitely curious on the basketball side. Who has been your biggest influence uh, that has made you the player you are today? Probably my mom, to be honest. She's my mom and my dad. Honestly, they they're both always pushing me, trying to make me better. Always trying to get me in the gym, get extra shots up, um, and sags as well. Um, he's he's done a lot for me. As a player, always trying to figure out ways to make me better, doing different things with him on our own. Just my brother and sister giving me tips and helping me. Um, playing when I was younger, I was always playing a couple grades up. Um, like on Sunday afternoons or something, my brother and my dad, they would just get a bunch of old guys in the gym to come and play, end up playing in there with them too. So I'm just kind of growing up, always playing against hard competition and having to push myself. Absolutely. Um, and so I have to ask then, um, if we had a one-on-one tournament right now between you and your two siblings, who's going to win that? Um, probably me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> My sister has had three kids in the last like three and a half years. She's kind of out of shape and not with it anymore. <laughs> Uh, my brother just got married um, less than a week ago, and I'm just I'm bigger, both of them, way more athletic. Uh, it'd be fun to me and my brother always end up playing one on one sometimes against each other, just for fun. See what happens. That'd be a great wedding gift for your brother, playing some one on one and getting dunked on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I had to leave really though because I had. I had an AAE tournament, so I had to leave early. Couldn't stay the whole time. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, congratulations to your brother. That's that's a great. Obviously, I'm I'm married myself. It's it's great to get to that point in your life, and uh, you know, best of luck to him in his future. And um, we'll have to try to make that work, though. You know, if if you end up marketing that, you do a one on one. Definitely let Southwest Ohio Full Court Press know. We'd be happy to cover that. I will. Um. Obviously, you're kind of in a situation at Tri-Village being a smaller school. I mean, you talked about you're the quarterback of the football team. You're obviously a vital part of that basketball team. You are one. Of, you are the leader, really, on the track team as well. Uh, 
do you see yourself continuing to play all three sports uh, next year being a senior, or will you focus on one or two over the other? Um, I'm, not, I'm not really sure. Um, like I said, try. My mom's kind of made me do it. Was it something I really intended on doing? But mm-hmm. I'm a lot of fun hanging around all the guys and being at track meets and meeting kids from other schools and stuff. Um, I'm really just trying to focus on basketball and football right now. Doing a bunch of camps and stuff over the summer and just see what happens from there. Absolutely. I don't, and again, it's kind of hard too. Like I said, when you are at a small school like Tri Village, you guys don't have a ton of boys in the school. It's not like a Wayne or a Centerville where if a player decides not to play football, they still got a ton of guys they can go to. Uh, obviously, with these small, you guys are D7 in football. It's hard because if you miss one player, you don't really have the depth to, to, to go get someone else. So I'm sure that's a, a lot that you have to deal with. But, you know, obviously, regardless of what sports you choose to do or if you do all three next year, with the success you've had to this point, I'm sure you'll continue to, to bring success not just for yourself but for the program as a whole. Um, let's, we, kind of, we kind of talked about it earlier. Uh, talk a little bit about – with football, basketball, track, however you, whatever sports, talk about the community at Tri Village. Uh, just kind of what it's like being with a small town and and having the community behind you with your athletic achievements as well as just in life as in general. Yeah, it's definitely something special. Um, everybody's been around here for a really long time, so we all know each other. We've all been around each other for a really long time, and everybody here is. Just- really in the sports and love sports, especially with all the uh, previous years we've had success at basketball. And last, like, four years, like, three years, we were really bad at basketball. You could uh, – fans were down and stuff. And then Trinity wasn't as much into it. But once we started winning again, everybody gets back into it. Yeah, I know my wife is from a small town in southern Ohio, and – one of the things I've always really appreciated is just no matter no matter win or lose, you've always got that community aspect there and and they don't they don't have the luxury like Tri Village of having football. So basketball is their sport. Uh, and just kind of watching that gym get packed, uh, it's gotta give you as a player, I'm sure with Tri Village, it's gotta give you that kind of extra confidence and give you that motivation when you got a packed gym. Of, of people just excited for a game, whether you're playing Tri-County North and winning by 40 or playing Miami East and winning by 20. Uh, you got ha- I'm sure that, that gives you that extra confidence and motivation when you got guys, people behind you screaming and, and cheering for you. Yeah, it really means a lot more when you personally know everybody too and they're just not out there cheering for the heck of it. They're actually cheering for you as a person. It just feels way different, especially when you get the gym pack and it's just the noise level and just, Everything's just so crazy. It's just so much to take in. It's so much fun. Absolutely. So with – this can be high school or AAU. Who would you say is the toughest matchup you've had? This can be someone that's guarded you. You've had to guard somebody. Um, who's been the toughest matchup for you? Um, I can't really think of like a specific name. But there's definitely been some – I'd say more than AAU, there's definitely been a bunch of really good athletes. Uh, just really hard competition to play against, especially with this Adidas team. Just every game, there's just great players, and you just have to compete really hard. 
a lot of fun to be have something different. Absolutely. Uh, and then my last question for you, Lane. Um, obviously, we at Southwest Ohio Full Court Press, we just had the Miami Valley All-Conference Challenge, which we unfortunately weren't able to have you at. I think you, you told me at AAU going on that weekend, so we unfortunately weren't able to have you at that. Uh, we plan on doing something in the fall. What do I got to do to get Lane Sarver at the fall event? I mean, I I would I was trying to go to the first one you had, but I had an AAU tournament. I forget where it was at. Mm-hmm. And my mom, mom didn't want me having that and then going to an AAU tournament right after. But yeah, definitely would love to come to one. It looked like a lot of fun. I had, because then Josh and Dalton were both there and they were telling me about it. Something that'd be fun being. Yeah, Josh ended up hitting a, a buzzer beater to, to give the cross county conference uh the win against the Metro Buckeye Conference. So uh obviously we missed having you there, but you know, obviously we'd love to have you in the fall when we end up getting that event put together. Um, you know, and, and obviously it won't be a cross county conference team because that is now defunct, but you know, we'll 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 definitely do what we can. I don't know. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll throw a dunk contest in there. How about that? And see if I can get you there. I won't. I won't put Malcolm Curry or, or uh, anyone in those big dunkers. I'll, I'll kind of. I'll skew the field to make it easy for you. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Definitely be something to try to get to, especially if I have something nothing on going on that time. Definitely go there for fun. Uh, absolutely, man. Well. Well, hey, I won't hold you up anymore. I know you're a busy guy, um, obviously, again, with the basketball and, and track. So I just want to thank you again for, for taking the time and, and, and chatting on the podcast today. This is our first one in a couple months, so I'm glad we were able to get you on here and, and kind of pick your brain on um, your past the Tri-Village and, and kind of what the future holds for you with all your sports. Uh, and, and best of luck to you, obviously, in July. Um, if you do end up playing Dayton Elite in July, uh, just please take it easy on me. Um, and just remember this moment that I, this, this, this interview and, uh, but in all seriousness, you know, best of luck in July and definitely looking forward to checking you guys out some point here, um, in the next couple of months with AAU and, and obviously we'll be excited to cover you in football. And before you know, it'll be November and watching you guys play basketball. So thank you again for, for taking the time to talk with us today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, that was Lane Sarver. Um, again, we're going to have these episodes coming out, coming at you um, as quickly as we can. we got a couple more interviews planned. So uh, this was Lane Sarver today. And uh, for Southwest Ohio Full Court Press, this is Tony Peters signing off. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.